This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershereau here on the Leadership Lowdown. I have been looking forward to this show because we've had an opportunity to visit with some very special people over the last several weeks. And some of the people we've come with uh, have had some interesting challenges and some kind of pretty good ideas on how to get through some of the, the world's headlines. And I have to tell you, one of the people that I've met along the way is Tim Van Lowe. And Tim is the uh, pastor of outreach for South Church. Tim, welcome. We're so glad to have you join us. Thanks, Vic. This is uh, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 opportunity, two of my favorite verses in the Bible. Uh, it says, to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask for or even think of according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generation forever and ever. Amen. And as we've been going through COVID, I've started to keep a list of things that have happened, good things, positive things that most likely wouldn't have happened if it weren't for COVID. And I think this radio show is one of those things. So thanks for having me on. That's neat. We're so glad to have you here. And I, 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 want, I want everyone to know that we're not alone. Because when I talked to Tim, one of the things that we came up with in, in the, the concepts was there's a group of, of men that are getting together on a regular basis. And I, I think you have a special name, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, Tim, can you just kind of go around the horn and let's get the name and, and the title from everybody. Uh, Tim, I'll let you call on, on uh, any order that you want. Okay. Hey, Jim, let's start with you. <laughs> My name is Jim Epolito. I'm semi-retired uh, at this point, and I had a long 35-year career in, in various CEO positions and president's positions uh, with Delta Dental, Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, Accident Fund, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. So I've had a lot of a lot of years uh, grinding away and trying to chase fear out of the workplace. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Don. Don Romain, uh, thanks for having me, Vic. I am the uh, Chief Operating Officer for the Douglas J Companies uh, here in East Lansing, um, uh, going on just about 10 years now. Uh, my career uh, leading up to this point has been uh, in leadership with small, medium, as well as large uh, organizations, uh, really believing that uh, my role is to create an environment in which uh, others can do their work well. Thanks, Don. Hey, Jason. Uh, it's Jason Cords. I'm the general manager of uh, Shaheen Automotive Group. Um, became a partner with the, the Shaheen family back in 2014. And uh, very proud to be on your show, Vic, and uh, proud to be part of our St. Zeus Group. Thanks, Jason. We're going to talk about that in a bit, right? <laughs> okay, Dan. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dan, Dan Hagfors, and uh, I'm a small business owner, uh, trainer with Dale Carnegie, and an uh, educator at Lansing Community College. Thanks, Dan. Scott. Good morning. Thanks, Tim, and uh, thanks, Vic, for uh, inviting me on the show. It's a uh, it's an honor and privilege uh, uh, to be asked to do this today. Um, I've uh, served uh, as a CEO for the Douglas J Companies for the past oh, 25 plus years. And we are a, a Michigan-based company that is uh, now uh, represented in three states. And uh, we run uh, education for the cosmetology world as uh, well as uh, run uh, salons and spas. And uh, so I'm a third-generation hairdresser. My mother and father started the Douglas J. Uh, 1967, so we're 53 years strong. And uh, again, uh, happy to be here. Guys, I just can't thank you enough. 
And uh, Jason, you mentioned the name of this of this uh, collective group. Tell us about that. Well, every Thursday morning we meet at uh, Zeus Coney Island on the south side of Lansing, and uh, as our group grew a little bit, uh, we had Jim Epolito was going to join us, and uh, we told him to meet us at St. Zeus, and I think he was looking for a Catholic church on the south side of Lansing here, but it was the Coney Island, so they've got great coffee, and uh, that's a happy place for us every Thursday morning. I love it. And so, I, so what do we, Tim, what do we call them? The St. Zeus Brothers, is that right? Yeah, that's what uh, both Jim and Dan came up with, so it works. We love being at Zeus's. We haven't been able to be there the last few weeks, obviously. Yeah. But uh, we can't wait to, to get back. Oh, I agree. I can't wait to get back in the swing of things. And that really is probably the genesis of everything that we want to talk about today is, is how do we get back to whatever the new normal is going to be? And um, I think one of the challenges that each of you probably have is as you think about your various leadership roles that you've enjoyed in your careers, what are some of the ways that, that situations like this impact people? I, Tim, I was thinking about um, people that are in the best of times. Sometimes they deal with anxiety and depression, and then you add a little bit of wor a worldwide pandemic on top of it, and, and it really uh, creates some amazing and, and sometimes horrific outcomes. Yeah, and one of the reasons that happens is we, we are holding on tightly to the things that we have. And the more we accumulate, it seems like uh, the more anxious we become about losing those things and you compare our life and our culture to cultures around the world where they don't have uh the lifestyles we have it's just amazing the difference in in satisfaction and happiness and 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 so forth so here in america we've been blessed beyond our minds and uh we tend to uh forget until difficult times come we we feel invincible uh you know we feel like we can conquer the world, and then we realize, hey, we're not in control after all. Well, and I think that's really what's what's so amazing is that is that uh, you know I, I had a uh, something from my pastor the other day. He sent me a note, and he said, I think it was God on the throne, Jesus is at His right hand side, and the and the Holy Spirit lives in us. Uh, things are going to be okay, and I that's think right. that's kind of the <clears throat> that's kind of a peace of mind in this whole thing. And really, what's what's a double edged sword for us is that. Uh, and, and it's kind of nice that you guys have found each other because um, uh, at times when it gets really tough, it's able to fall back, if you will, or lean into um, your religion. And here uh, we've scattered everybody and it becomes even more uh, difficult to do that. So I think it's kind of a, kind of a challenge for us and, and one that we're going to have a chance to unpack. Let's take just a few minutes here to pay some bills and to hear from our uh, sponsors today here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Bershero. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. 
or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Welcome back to the Leadership Lowdown. you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versario, and today I have an entire group of leaders that are the person that got us all together was Tim Van Lowe. He's the pastor of outreach at South Church, a very good-sized church on the south side of Lansing. And he's brought with him what I call and they call themselves the St. Zeus Brothers. So that's a great plug for the Zeus Diner that's down on the south side of town as well. But with us today as part of the Zeus, St. Zeus Brothers is uh, Jim Epolito. And Jim, you've had a truly an impressive career. You've led a number of organizations and and at the break, you uh, you wanted a little follow-up to what uh, Tim was, was talking about. I'll turn it over to you. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> it's a pleasure to be here. I, I, just, I just wanted to say uh, with this pandemic uh, that uh, there is tremendous fear uh, of the new normal and what, that, what that's going to be. I mean, I spent my whole career trying to chase fear out of the workplace. And there's tremendous fear and uncertainty. And people that come to work uh, they really uh, carry with them a, a, a backpack of problems in coming into the workplace. So being able, like uh, under teacher Ed Deming, to really chase fear out of the workplace is really the job that, that, that we've tried to do over 30 years uh, with a team of people and, and to create teams. Uh, the St. Zeus Brothers is a great team. Uh, I enjoy it every week, and it's very upbeat. And, uh, but, but really now with this pandemic, uh, even more fear, more suicide, more divorces, um, more tension and anxiety. It's, it's really a very, very, very difficult place to get back to. So many people were laid off, so many people were set aside, and uh, now they've got to re-enter. And re-entry is, is really, really a difficult task. And it takes a really gifted leader to understand that that everybody's walking into that, that building every day, they carry a burden. So I just wanted to say that and, and, uh, and work through that with the guys. Yeah, Dan, Dan wanted in there. You know, uh, fear stands for false evidence appearing real. And if you think about it, uh, the media has uh, propagated fear to the point where uh, we believe it is real. Uh, as leaders, um, uh, it's about not letting them see a sweat. It's about uh, how how do we have our bounce back? Um, I read a book by um, John Calipari who talked about bounce back, and and that's what we have to do as leaders is is we have to use our skills that create strength over fear, and those skills are our belief in God. Well, very comforting, Don. Yeah, a little bit. Uh... Uh, uh, taking off from from what both Jim uh, and Dan had to say, you know, our, our job as leaders uh, um, is is a complex one uh, and, and a very important one. Uh, as people do come back into the workplace, uh, I think one thing that that they need is something that's steady and something that is is strong, a pillar, so to speak. And as leaders, uh, if this were a, a ship, for instance, the crew looks to the captain to see stability. And so for us as leaders, I think maintaining our own 
stability and strength is, is really important, uh, but we're also human. And so self-care and self-wellness, I think, is an important feature as leaders that we really need to think about, whether it's getting up in the morning, uh, having some private reading, uh, or something to set our direction for the day so that we don't walk in with anxiety and fear coming out of, our, uh, of ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. Kind of have a way to, to settle yourself. You know, this fear thing is a, is a, a big concern. And as I, as I walk around, the first time I went into a local grocery store and all the masks were out, that was my very first experience, I was like, oh, I can't see anybody smile. I can't, I, I, it, was such a, it was such a devastating thing for me to look at that. I actually went and, and had printed a, a picture of my face the lower half of my face so my smile could be put on a mask and it looked my wife wouldn't let me wear it but at any rate it was one of those things where you try to figure out how can we how can we somehow um, be back and be social and that fear thing I think uh, uh, prevents a lot of us from what we want to do Jim what you said about fear in the in the workplace that's really concerning to me because you said you spent a, a, a career trying to get rid of fear in the workplace. Tell me, tell me what originated with that. Is it fear of losing your job, fear of, of um, not performing up to standards? What, what are some of the things that you found there? Well, I think, you know, uh, fundamentally, I, I did study under Ed Deming. And Ed Deming was really, uh, if, if you haven't read uh, how he approached this, uh, is, but he said the number one rule is to chase fear out of the workplace. Usually you have mid-level managers and even uh, executives that use command and control. And command and control does not work in a, in a workplace that people have fear. And what I was making out is that you have to realize that these people coming into work every day, uh, work is not how they identify necessarily. Work is a, a place that they go and, they, and it creates fear. So chasing fear out of the workplace makes you get to uh, really organizing, team building, and getting things accomplished. And that's really, really, really a, a, a key factor in, in, in my life in everything that I do. Well, that's really good stuff. And guys, this is really excellent stuff. When you think about uh, people that are trying to build organizations, build teams, and build culture. There's so many pearls of wisdom that's coming out today. Can't thank you enough for being here on the Leadership Lowdown. We can't thank you enough for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Bershiro and a team of leaders. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Michigan, 
This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershereau, and with me I have a special guest and his brothers that are with him, Tim Van Lowe. He's the pastor of outreach for South Church, which is actually on the west side of Lansing. So, Tim, we're glad to have you here with uh, the St. Zeus brothers. And, uh, you know, when we were talking uh, in between segments here, Scott uh, Weaver had something that I thought was really uh, quite uh, important to say. He's the president and CEO of Douglas J Companies. And Scott, what, what, were, you, what were your comments there? Again? Thanks, Vic. And yeah, we were talking a little bit about uh, coming back to work and, uh, you know, with this pandemic and everything that's going on. And of course, Douglas J, we, we are located in three different states, um, one being Tennessee that's already back to work. Um, we've invited our staff and students to come back and that. And, and something this has taught me is that, you know, we hear all the time, we're in this together, we're all in this together, uh, and we may be, but we're all in a different boat, and we all see through a different lens and maybe looking at this through a different lens. And, and that's been a challenge as a leader uh, and leaders throughout our company to really navigate through. Uh, as we invite people back, uh, you know, we've got uh, people that there's, there's fear. There's something that we've learned, and, and that is uh, this virus can be deadly. And uh, we also have learned that uh, people can overreact uh, to what's going on and how we respond to that. And uh, we have about 350 employees uh, throughout the three different states uh, that work with us. And uh, we also have about 1,000 students enrolled in our school at any given time. And as we invite people back, um, people come from very different circumstances, uh, some including my daughter, who I work with, uh, has a compromised immune system. Mm. Uh, she, uh, she lives with um, type 1 diabetes. Uh, she also, when she was younger, suffered uh, with rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, so her immune system is already somewhat compromised, and, and there's a different fear there uh, for people going back to work than others. And you've got others that are, are doing everything they can to put a meal on the table, you know, hairdressers that are cutting hair in the kitchen now, uh, in the garage, where uh, maybe they don't have the right protocols and sanitation equipment available. So it's, it's been interesting as we begin to bring people back that... Uh, um, people look through a very different lens and it's really taught us to be sensitive as a company and as leaders in our company to that, that some might not be ready to come back to work. And you know what, that's okay too. Uh, so yeah. to be flexible through this time has been important. Well, and that's really good stuff, Scott. And Jason, you guys out at Shaheen just got, just got uh, opened up again. Isn't, do I, do I understand that right? Uh, you're back. Yeah. Have you run into some of these care, uh, fears and concerns of, of customers and clients or uh, staff? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're fortunate that uh, the governor opened our showroom today, but we're still taking extra precaution all the way through this. We, uh, we've we been running half staff, uh, salespeople working every other day, and today we've finally brought all the sales staff back, but we're, we've, we're lucky enough to have a large display room that we set up offices back there for customers to keep them still kind of out of our showroom, but in a nice area with tables and stuff like that. So at least they're out of the elements. And uh, But our number one thing, I've, we've got almost 500 employees and just trying to protect them from each other, let alone all the guests that are coming here. And we've never shut down. And uh, our sales was shut down for a little bit, but our service and parts, body shop, that was all considered essential right from the get-go. So it was a little challenging and we, when you're talking about leadership, 
you know, the number one thing we had to do is we over communicated every single day. We met as a management and leadership team every single day and uh, to try to guide through this, to try to minimize the damages and try to figure out uh, all of our employees and how to, what's the best way to do it and go through these PPP loans and try to make the best decisions when it's a, a world that we were unfamiliar with. Jason, I think that's a really important point. I, um, and guys, I, I'd love for you to respond to this, but I've always felt uh, in tough times, leaders need to lead. How many times have you ever been around people in leadership roles where when tough times come, they kind of hunker down, they, get, they withdraw a little bit, and they're not out ready and willing to take some of the heat or take some of the conversations that are, that are difficult? Am I right? Does anybody have any thoughts on, on when tough times come, uh, what to do as a leader? Well, I'll tell you, Vic, uh, to that point, one thing that uh, uh, Scott and I with, with uh, the Douglas J companies have done is we've opened up twice a week to what we're calling you know, a coffee hour, essentially, where we're bringing, uh, uh, allowing all the staff to, to come in on a, on a Zoom type meeting and to ask some direct questions of us uh, as to not back down. We're trying to keep them as informed as possible, which really links us then back to that fear piece. We're trying to quell some or address some of those fears head on, but instead of disappearing into our, into our caves, so to speak, we're trying to be right out there in front. I think that's just powerful, good stuff. When you think about what it takes to, uh, to get things done in normal times, uh, the challenges uh, uh, tend to be even greater when you've got difficult issues like this. In terms of team communication, um, I find it's important to do it in person. Anybody, anybody uh, have a different method uh, rather than emails and, and uh, sometimes you're spread out, but team huddles, quick uh, attitude checks, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, these days you have to do that on Zoom, right? Yeah, I think that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think that's, it. that's the whole point about taking tough questions when, when uh, you know, the, the answers are not easy. And, you know, I don't know about you, how you feel as a leader, but sometimes the answer is, I don't know, uh, the future's uncertain. But let's agree that we're going to get through this and we're going to stick it out and we're going to make the best decision with the information we have at the right time. And that's part of what being a, being a leader is, and I'm so glad you guys are here to join us and help us work through some of these issues here on the Chip Lowdown. We're glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Bercero. We'll be right back. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. Welcome back to Leadership Down here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. And with us today, we have Tim Van Lowe, who is um, a pastor and out of outreach at South Church over on the west side of Lansing. And of course, with him is the St. Zeus brothers, who are doing a great job of helping us walk through some of the challenges. I don't often get uh, this many leaders on the, on the line at the same time. And Tim, um, uh, you have a collection of guys here that have uh, been doing a lot, and you've been kind of pouring into each other. 
I love that whole notion. And, and what's some of the advice you'd give them in times like this? Yeah, we've been meeting together for uh, four years now, and the group has grown in the last couple of years. And one of the things that we like to do is we, we get together and we can vent, we can talk about the struggles in leadership in our, in our various lives and even in our families and so forth. But at the end of the day, uh, we go to the word of God to give us direction. And, and we've been talking about fear. And fear is a real thing. Fear comes when we don't have control. We, we like to be in control, especially as leaders. If we're not in control, obviously that's going to bring a lot of problems. But there was a king in, in the Old Testament, Second Chronicles chapter 20. His name was Jehoshaphat. And he was attacked by some enemies. And he stood up in front of his whole country, assembled them all together, and he prayed this prayer. We are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. You know, sometimes I think about that in relation to this pandemic. It's an invisible attack. You can't see it. You can't touch it. Uh, but we all know it's there. And, yeah. and we feel powerless against it. I mean, when it first came out, who knew anything about it? It was this new coronavirus. And, and, and so that's how Jehoshaphat felt in this situation. And so his next sentence is so important. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And to lead by freely admitting when we don't have control and freely admitting that there is one, the God of the universe, the God who created all things, who created us to be in fellowship with him. And, and when we went our own way, that fellowship was broken. And then we tried to be God. We tried to control things. And then ultimately we realized we can't. And that's when anxiety takes over. And one of the books uh, that we've been, we just started this book right before COVID shut us down and forced us to start meeting on Zoom. It's A Praying Life by Paul Miller. And he has a chapter on, on dealing with anxiety. And uh, he, he likens anxiety to a power line that's been severed. And it's just flying around. And, and that power line destroys everything it touches. Because... It, it, is, it is power out of control. At those times in our lives, to take that anxiety and turn it to prayer to the one who is in control, that's the answer to dealing with anxiety and fear is, is turning to God. And that's what he wants to do in these times of suffering in our lives. You know, uh, going along those lines of, you know, we we are not in control, et cetera. You know, one of the, uh, one of the qualities in, in leadership or one of, the, one of the truisms in leadership is that just because you're a leader, you do not necessarily know all the answers. However, one of the skills as a leader is to be able to reach deep into your team that you've assembled and uh, look for input, look for counsel, look for advisement to formulate some of the answers. So I think in times like these, when they are so strange for all of us, uh, as a leader of an organization, looking into the organization and seeking input, seeking response, you become surprised with the richness, or maybe not surprised, but excited about the richness of intelligence and skill that's literally at your fingertips with your team. Oh, man, is that good stuff, Don. I, I have to tell you, I remember 
getting a, a certain promotion and I, I inherited a team of eight directors. I walked into the room and every single one of them had their pen up and they had a blank notepad in front of them. And they, and I swear the overwhelming thought that I had was, was they expect me to speak all the wisdom. Um, and I'm like, Oh guys, gals, let's talk about this. Um, I'm not the brightest guy in the room. I've been chosen as the leader and I want to make sure we're all riding together as a team to get results. And so I think you've hit on something, Don, and maybe any of you, the rest of you here on the, on the, on the line can talk about, have there been moments when, when by showing some of your weakness as a leader or maybe some of the areas you're not perfect at or don't know all the answers, has that given you an extra foothold making the team better or to building the team? Does anybody have any thoughts on that? <laughs> Jim's chuckling, Jim. <laughs> well, I, I think that's, I think it's a, a Don is laser on. I mean, when you get into the leadership position, you know, you've got people around you that uh, are opening doors or saying you look like you've lost some weight. Um, and, uh, and, and, and they just, it's all puffery and you have to <clears throat> break it down and be a regular person. To, to that person and say, hey, look, you know, we're on the same level here. You're part of this team, and uh, team means uh, working together, uh, completely together. And I think I, I, I really learned that in athletics, and, yeah. uh, and it carried on into, uh, into leadership positions. Really, you, you've had some really big titles in your life, Jim, and, and you know, I, I've watched your career from afar, and I have to tell you um, – I think some of those, tell me your, when, when you're CEO or you're the, the leader and, the, and the, the person in the room with the biggest title, I've always felt that that tends to shut down engagement, that you've got to create a safe haven for people to be able to offer up those, those comments. Did you find that to be true? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, chasing fear out of an organization is, is really getting people not to be fearful when, when they meet with the vice presidents, the leadership, or perhaps their own boss who is in a late leadership position and has never had any training, so they do command and control. Um, yeah. and, and, and that doesn't work. That always fails in the end, the, the militarist uh, way of doing things. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate your thoughts. and so glad to have you all here with us on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. You've tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Most of us aren't looking around for accidents waiting to happen. That would be sort of odd. But when you have Accident Fund Workers' Compensation Insurance, that's exactly what they are doing. Accident Fund employees are the work-safe people. They take your safety very seriously because that's all they do. Workers' Compensation Insurance. That's why they're rated A-excellent by AM Best. Go to AccidentFund.com slash WorkSafe and get the WorkSafe people. Accident Fund is a wholly owned subsidiary of Accident Fund Holdings Incorporated, the 10th largest workers' compensation insurer in the United States. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Versero here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm delighted to have with me way more brain power than I'm capable of operating right now. I've got Tim Van Lowe. He's the pastor of outreach at South Church 
over on the west side of Lansing, and he's got with him some impressive men who have done some great leadership things in their esteemed careers. Some of them semi-retired, some will, nobody will let them retire, and others are still at it every day, so we're glad to have you here. One of the greatest advantages um, right now is we have somebody who's involved with the Dale Carnegie aspect, and that's Dan. And Dan, um, you know, Dale Carnegie has meant a lot in terms of building leadership, and, and I know it's been important in your life. Uh, tell us your thoughts on, on what we've been talking about today. Well, thanks, Vic. Um, when you think of Dale Carnegie, he was a father of the self-help movement, and um, he passed in 55, and when he passed, his wife, Dorothy, found all these notes about uh, successful people that Dale had uh, witnessed over the years that uh, overcame worry. Uh, if you think about the early days of our agricultural society, the farmers worried about the, the weather. They worried about when to bring the crops and they worried about if we're going to get enough rain. Uh, now, uh, when you looked at the early uh, uh, 60s, you know, people would talk about stress, you know, oh, you're stressing me out. Uh, today, it's anxiety. Uh, but when you look back at uh, uh, Mr. Carnegie's wisdom uh, from his research, uh, these are people that have tackled worry, stress, anxiety head on. And uh, through his uh, research, he has shown us that uh, it can be done through these tried and true principles. Something is uh, simple that Mr. Carnegie will say, keep busy. Well, you know, you think about when your mind wanders, when you start thinking about all the problems that we seem to have, and, and believe me, when you can't pay your bills, uh, those are huge, huge problems. But uh, by just keeping busy and keeping yourself on a schedule is one way that we can uh, stop uh, worrying, stop uh, the anxiety. And uh, another one, he, uh, he talks about the perfect way to conquer worry is through prayer. And uh, when you think about the foundation of our course here with the St. Zeus brothers, um, the foundation is prayer. The foundation is God. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's no hiding the fact that these leaders are successful with their companies because of our strength in believing in God and believing in, in his scripture that uh, with his help, we'll, we'll get through this. Well, I, I think you just, you just hit on something that I think is interesting because um, and I'd love to get the thoughts from, from any of you guys on, on the power of prayer. Because um, there's times when we pray and it, it goes unanswered. Matter of fact, there's a country western song that goes, uh, thank God for unanswered prayers, right? So, um, uh, and I, I end this before I turn it over to you guys, is that my, my pastor says, uh, we make plans and God laughs. And I think that that's pretty true. I'm out there planning my daily life. And God says, no, 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 uh, <laughs> watch this. And it's kind of interesting. So tell me about the power of prayer in, in your life, especially when you think about times when the challenges have been as big as they are. So unanswered prayer can be uh, a hindrance. And, and one of the things that the, the next chapter in the book that, that we dealt with, which was last week actually, was on cynicism. And cynicism comes out. Uh, when things don't turn out as we want them to. But if we're going to be honest and look back at our lives, there are things that we didn't get that we really wanted that we can be, like that country western song says, we can be so thankful that that didn't turn out that way. So understanding that there is a God and he's in control of all things and his plan is for our good and his glory, 
uh, prayer allows us to rest in that. And that praying really is praying God's words back to him. It's trusting in his promises. And he has never promised um, health, wealth, and prosperity. As a matter of fact, uh, he has a purpose for suffering. And, and the worst suffering, the worst sin created in the history of mankind was deicide, the killing of the Son of God. And yet, as a result of Jesus' death on the cross and his intense suffering, which Hebrews chapter 12 says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And, and our eternal salvation comes as a res direct result of that worst uh, suffering in the history of mankind. Mm. And an unanswered prayer. Because yeah. the night before, Jesus was praying to the Father, if there's any other way. Yeah. And, and there was no answer. And he went through with it. Yeah, isn't that interesting? The Son of God makes a prayer, and uh, and that one, that that one, most important to Jesus at the time, went unanswered. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I never thought about that until till just now. Well, tell me about um, guys. Every single one of you have been responsible for for um, uh, dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of employees, and you've had to make tough decisions. Uh, I, I went through a period when. I was responsible for some layoffs. I had to, had to uh, do some budget cutbacks and some other things. Um, tell me about what happens when you face some of the toughest times um, ever. Maybe, maybe you're in them right now. I don't know. But who has, a, who has a, a thought or something they can share in terms of facing down some of those big, those big challenges? I'll, I'll, I'll go. And uh, my, my first <laughs> disclaimer, my, my disclaimer in that is um, – uh, I'm in my infancy stages uh, of this, and um, I've actually relied on my uh, St. Zeus brothers this week to include me in their prayers uh, simply as a reminder myself um, as faced with some of the most difficult decisions of my life, the importance to remember that this isn't on me. You know, there there is a plan in place uh, the way this is going to roll out, and uh, uh, I have responsibility, and I, I wear that sometimes with 350 employees and students that are all looking to finish their education, but the, there is a plan, and I need to ask for that guidance, that comfort in why we are here and uh, where we're going to go, and uh, not to always carry that, but to remember that you can turn to prayer. Um, you can turn uh, to ask for help and comfort and, and guidance in that, and um I need to do better at that. So I'm in my empathy stages. I was a part of the, the original group four years ago. I, I thought I had growth uh, each and every year, but it, it, as I continue to go through and, and, and the more wisdom I'm able to gain from Tim and the rest of the experience of uh, uh, the rest of the gentlemen on the call here with us today, um, I realize how much I really have uh, to still learn about that. And, uh, leadership in my life. And it's, it's, it's goes so far beyond the four doors of, uh, you know, the Douglas J location, if you will, mm. uh, out, out into the world. So I appreciate all of you for that. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm an infinite that, um, I'm just learning, uh, but my plan is to continue and, uh, to have those reminders. So. Wow. That's, that's some great stuff, Scott. Thanks for sharing that. 
That's really powerful. Tim, I'm going to put you on the spot, but you got all the answers, so I'm going to go with it. Um, <laughs> if you think about it, as, as I, if somebody's tuning in and doesn't, doesn't regularly practice prayer, and they hear us say, well, God has a plan for your life, and I'm over here praying about it, and I'm praying that I want this job, or I want that, or whatever. Well, tell me, if everything is preordained, God has a plan, why do I have to pray at all? So the question is, are you bringing God into your life or are you joining God in his? Mm -hmm. And we want to look at Jesus as a life coach. We want to look at Jesus as a good luck charm. We want Jesus in our life as long as it's convenient for us and, mm -hmm. and he's making our life better. But we have it upside down. That's one of the things we talk about in our group is, is the world has things upside down. And it's not about us trying to get God to rubber, to, to uh, put his stamp of approval on our plans and God to enable us in our plans. How foolish is that? I mean, what do we know, right? Yeah. You know, it, the smartest thing for me is to align myself with God and what he's doing and allow him to use me. I am just a tool. And so my prayers is aligning myself with him, is putting my trust in him and asking him to direct me in every area of the life that he's given to me. Wow. Well, look what happens when I put you, you come up with a home run answer like that. That's awesome. Thanks, Tim. And thanks all of you fellows for joining us here today. And thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We have one final segment. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. So grateful you've tuned in and so grateful that Tim Van Lowe has brought all of his uh, gentlemen friends that have been a part of St. Zeus Brotherhood uh, out there uh, on a weekly basis. They study the Bible, they study each other, they study leadership, and they study the Lord. And uh, it's just fun to have this kind of perspective of uh, men of great character. And I'm honored to have you here today, guys. And uh, Dan, when we were, uh, when we were trying to uh, figure out what we wanted to talk about in this last segment, you kind of set up a little bit for us uh, on some of your thoughts in terms of leadership at work and leadership at home. Set that conversation up for us, please. Well, you think about leadership, uh, most everybody thinks about the, going to our careers and uh, the, the hundreds, if not thousands of people that we lead over. But really leadership uh, starts with the home. Uh, it starts with the family. It starts with our significant other. Very often uh, we get uh, uh, controlled by being a workaholic and uh, forgetting that uh, we need to be a, uh, a husband-aholic. We need to be a, a father-aholic. We need to, you know, intensify our study at home versus uh, versus work. I mean, uh, home is where the heart is, but at the same time, sometimes we let down our hair and sometimes we, uh, you know, flip the switch off and uh, and let loose with, uh, with our tongues when we shouldn't be. We should be, uh, you know, being that, uh, that biblical uh, leader at home 
uh, like we would uh, uh, out in the workplace. Well, isn't it interesting the shift? And so many of you guys, I, you know, I don't personally know you, but uh, I just know of your organizations. It's got to be something to go home from leading hundreds, if not thousands of people, and then walk through the door and be a spouse, uh, a dad, a grandpa, whatever it's going to be. Um, those are those are shifting gears in a big in a big way. And uh, Jim, I'm looking at you because we talked off the air. I, I wonder <laughs> what are your thoughts in terms of making that shift from uh, CEO to uh, daddy's home. Well, you know, I think uh, you know I, I've raised uh, three daughters, and uh, one's a super salesperson, and uh, with startups, the other's a psychologist, and the other's uh, an attorney. Wow! Um, so as far as far as as far as getting too caught up in the job, so that you identify as the CEO and the president, when you come home, I mean, the reason I've been married forty years is because I am not the leader at home. Um, I, I would look to my wife to be the leader at home. Um, I, I can just remember just an instance where I was at the table and the, and the, and the girls were all talking back and forth. And uh, I, I said something that they all disagreed with. And I said, you know, uh, you got to listen to me because I'm the father. And they all just cracked up, started laughing. Uh, it was just not, it was not anything that resonated. So I think that, that you, you have to really put your guard down when you go home, not that you identify as a father and a husband and not identify as a, as a CEO, because there's, there's no CEOs in my house. I love it. Don? You know, uh, that, that's, a, that's a great story, Jim. And I'll tell you, I've got, you know, something a little similar uh, to that earlier in my career, you know, I, I had difficulty as, as I was learning certain things, difficulty making that shift from leading an organization to coming home and being a member of a partnership, uh, which is a little <laughs> bit different. And um, my wife actually pulled me aside. It was probably right after a family meal. And she said, you need to remember, you're not the CEO here at home, you know, <laughs> our partners. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that, that I'm in a 30-year marriage and, and I, I knock on whatever's near me that that continues. But I think that's very key is, is while you do need to be a strong parent and a strong spouse, you have to remember it is a partnership and a relationship. Yeah. And, you know, and, and guys, um, uh, you, you, you strike me of, of something that I, I guess I want to test out on you is, is look, I've known a lot of people that arrive at a leadership position and somebody staples uh, a title to their to themselves. And there's a whole big difference between getting a title and earning one amongst your amongst your subordinates, if you will. So anybody can speak to that in terms of of that. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, I'll just talk a little bit about it. And I don't put a title underneath my name because I'm only as good as my worst employee. And, uh, and when I come to work every single day, I, I'm, there's days I find myself washing cars and other days that I am leading a group of leaders. But uh, I think ultimately, you know, I, I, I put myself, I'm a little humble and, I, and I've got to stay very level with everybody here. And, uh, and that's how you earn it, I, in my opinion. And, you know, and just to go a little bit further, 
I just want to reach back out to Tim on the call here because Tim is leading us, you know, and, and he, he puts so much time into this group and energy and the, the thanks that we all have for him has just been amazing to help us guide our way. Well, Tim, we're running out of time here today and uh, we're wrapping this up. I, I want to toss it back your way, Tim. Everybody that I've talked to about you uh, has been saying great things, and I think you would just throw that back to being a servant of God. But, uh, Tim, any final thoughts as we wrap this up? I guess I owe a lot of people a lot of money now. <laughs> uh, no, meeting with these guys is a highlight of my week. I, I love it. I love these guys. We're, we're good friends. And it, it, it talk about humbling uh, to be in, in this group of, of truly wise men in, in their leadership. It is a humbling experience, but by the grace of God, here we are. And I just want to encourage guys uh, and women uh, in business who are listening to this. We don't have control. We may have an illusion of control, but there is, there is one who is in control. And, and I encourage you to find a, a gathering like this, um, a church, a Bible study, a group together that, that you can fellowship with and be encouraged by. Well, Tim, thanks so much. Gentlemen, I'm humbled that you'd spend your time with us today, uh, whether you're in lockdown or, or working or whatever's going on. You've been a blessing to me, been a blessing to this audience. Thank you so much for joining us on the Leadership Lowdown, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Michigan Business Network.